Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Let's look at the, we've been talking about prayer. Let's look at Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. I want you to look at this. I'm going to talk to you about prayer. Now listen to me. Prayer is a legal binding contract between you and God. It's legal terminology, okay? There's a side of prayer that you pray just like you, inter- you interact with God and you kind of just talk to God, and that's great. I want to remove some, I want to remove the religion and the religiosity out of prayer because we pray goof, not you guys, but we pray goofy prayers. And goofy prayers ain't going to get answered, man. Sometimes we do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, bless us. He really told you in Ephesians 1 and 3, you're already blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We got to get scriptural. We got to get intentional. And we got to ask ourselves this. If my prayers are not creating the results I want to see, what do I need to change in my prayer life? Because he said in Ephesians, with all kinds of prayer, all types of prayer, there's different types of prayer that you need to use in life for different subjects of life. Does that make sense? And listen, on the 26th, it's going to take me about three weeks. March the 26th is a Sunday. I want you to come. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're getting filled with the Holy Ghost on the 26th. Okay? So if you can't pray in tongues, all right, now listen, don't everybody freak out and trip out in the church. Trust me, or you're in the wrong place. Okay? If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of praying in tongues, you come this week, you come next week, and on the 26th, you get in the building, we're going to make sure you get filled. If you don't want to get filled, you don't have to get filled. Nobody's going to force you. But I promise you now, you need the Holy Ghost. And I don't want to hear, oh, I don't need it. You need it, okay? Trust me, you need the Holy Ghost. You don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray. After I pray for like eight minutes, what do I got left? So I'm saying, you need the Spirit of God. You know what I mean? And I know it's funny. Like, you come in, you're like, why? Well, I, I never learned about the Holy Ghost. Well, guess what? Yeah, no, duh. That's why we're here. You know what I'm saying? We're helping you. I don't go tell you how to put tires on. I told him he's got the tires. I said, when I get new tires, can you come? He said, I'll come do it. You know what I'm going to tell him? I'm going to say, what do you think the best tires are to put on the car? I'm not a tire guy. I go to Fran. I got legal stuff. Read this. I don't know what I'm reading. He's a lawyer. Is this good? I don't go and say, well, you know, I learned this. and No, I shut up and listen. Hello? I don't go see Dick and go, hey, can you, my taxes, I went and did it myself. I'll go to jail, man. I don't know what I'm doing. Are you here? So just come in here and go, okay, this guy thinks the Holy Ghost is good for me. Maybe I should be a little bit up on it and give it a shot and go for it. Yeah, you should because you need it because you don't know what to pray for yourself. It's weird. No, it's weird not praying in the Spirit. So we're going to help you, and we're going to have a Sunday dedicated to it where we can talk to you. And then why do we got prayer people helping you is because there's a lot of questions you probably have that I can't answer right here, right now. But you can go in the back with Paul and be like, I don't understand what I'm doing. Nah, none of us understand what we're doing. I don't, how do I get it? And he could sit there, and they could sit there. We're going to get you filled. So if you got friends that need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You got an aunt that's never been filled. Bring them to church and say, get in here. I don't know what I'm doing when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't know what I'm doing every day in my life. Hello? You know what I'm saying? But I know God's good. Come on, amen? So get in here, get this filled, and we're going to have a great time. Amen? And everybody write that date down. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 6. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites standing up in the synagogue, drawing all attention to yourself. They get their own reward. 
But when you pray, enter in the closet, and when now shut the door, pray to your Father, which is where? In secret. And what? The Father, which is in secret, shall reward thee where? Openly. So what? God is hidden, and so is your prayer time. It's kind of like a hidden thing, but God's going to reward you what? Openly. So here's number one point for me, not that first point. You got to start spending time with God praying, otherwise you're not going to pray. You got it? I'm not saying hours, but you got to set aside some time, whether it be in the morning or whether it be in the afternoon. I don't know what your deal is, but figure out when you're going to pray because if you don't make time to pray, you won't. Maybe it's your car ride, going to work. Maybe it's your car ride, coming home. I don't know what it takes, but you got to have a separate place to go pray because if you don't take time to pray, you won't pray. And what do I mean by separate place? I'm not talking about a closet, but you got to plan to pray. Otherwise, you ain't going to do this thing, man. You will not do it. Why? Because life's going to get moving. You know what I mean? So if you're a morning guy, pray in the morning. And don't get in all this formality with God. I don't know how to pray. Say, God, in the name of Jesus, I'm here. Who can't remember that? You can't mess that up. God, I'm here in the name of Jesus. That's how I got here. That's my access code in. In the name of Jesus, I'm here. What do you talk about? Anything and everything. Anything you want to talk about. You got to get real with God. Come on. It's important. It's a journey. You mean God wants to talk to me? Yeah, God's not some religious jerk. He wants to talk to you normal, man. All this stuff, all these people want to be all fancy and pray all these goofy prayers. You know, I went one place the one time, and this guy was like, he prayed this prayer. This prayer was so cool, man. I was like, that guy can pray. He's like, oh, God, take a coal off the fire and touch my lips and do all this cool stuff. I was like, that's good. I don't know what this guy, fire and lips and coal off the altar. I didn't even know there was an altar of God with fire coals. I mean, God's barbecuing, whatever. Praise God. This cat's praying with fire lips and all this stuff. I'm like, my prayer life stinks compared to you. I go in there and you're like, yo, what's up? How's it going? My day pretty much stinks. How about yours? Just keep it real, man. You know? I'm telling you what, man. Just be like, God, I'm going through. Or God, this is great. Or God, I'm a little ticked off. Or God, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm glad. I'm happy. Whatever it is. Just be real with God. God knows your heart. Well, who do you think you're lying to? Come on. Just go in there and just be transparent because he's safe. But here's the thing, set aside times and places to pray, otherwise you won't. And then you start looking at all the greats. Moses had a tent where he'd meet God. Joshua had a time. David said, seven times a day will I give you praise. Three times a day will I pray and find places of prayer. Come on, man, these guys set up a system that worked for them. I'm not saying you got to get regimented in your system, but make sure you take time. It's like a relationship. What is the proof of love? Spending time with someone. So guess what? Just like your wife, right? You can't just be like, oh, I seen you last week. <laughs> That'll go over big. You mean? Oh, yeah, we hung out last month, honey. Come on. What am I saying? Spending time daily is a proof of love. So show God you love him by spending time with him. It doesn't have to be some formality, but it has to be what? A system that you what? Become intentional with. Got to get intentional with God. Taking time, making sure. Okay? You got that? Why is that important? Because look what he says. Now, this one's going to be good. Six. You're going to love six and seven. But when you pray, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that shall be heard because of their much speaking. Now, write this down. Number one, don't use vain repetition. Now, I'm going to say something. You're not going to like it. Every prayer, you, every prayer you prayed more than once, unbelief was found somewhere. Thank you for the Amen. It's true. Because, now go slow. 
Well, you got to ask God. You know, we all went to church like that. You ever go to church? I was kidding in the morning service, but I've been to church. You know, ask, ha, and keep on asking. Ha, ha. Y'all been there, right? You never been? You need to go to church with me, man. I've been there, bro. Ha, knock, knock. I hear you knocking. Knock and keep on knocking. Knock, ha, ha. Seek, ha, right? Sweating, towel, every name we get off the outside. Ha, seek it and keep on seeking. That is not the Bible, man. The Bible says, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be open. That's scriptural. The other stuff is, I don't even want to say it. It's just a little bit too much. There ain't no asking and keep on asking. There ain't no seeking and keep on seeking. Faith has to be the exchange of prayer, and petition has to be released through faith with thanksgiving. So every time I asked God for the same thing over and over, unbelief was there, because if I believed I received when I prayed, I wouldn't be asking for the same thing again. So faith's link exchange is on the other side through thanksgiving. If I ask you, hey, can I have that pen? You say, pen. I say, thank you. God's a liberal giver. We have our father like he's a jerk trying to hold things back for heaven. The Bible says that, fa- that our father is a liberal giver. He gives up to them that upbraideth not. What does he mean? He's a liberal. Every time you ask, God supplies. Everything you ever ask, God for, he supplied. The minute you asked it, God supplied it. The problem is this. We don't take faith hands and receive it. Thank you. Every time you ask God for anything, he supplies. Why? Because I'm looking according to his word. So when I go, thank you for this, he goes, okay, here it is. And then i got to take the hand of faith and go believe I receive with eyes that can see the impossible. Because guess what? I, nothing changed in my physical, natural world. That's why faith works in the unseen realm. So if I ask God for something, he said, here it is, and faith is the exchange to take it, then why am I praying for the same thing over? Because I didn't take it. I just ask for it, but I don't understand the principles of prayer. That's the prayer of faith. Now, somebody always asks me, what about food? What about consecrate? Yeah, no, duh. All types of prayer. So that means you're different kind of praying for different kind of things, is there or not? Sure, because the prayer of consecration, you're going to pray that over and over. Because God's going to want you what? What did Brother Hagin say? He said, with all kinds of prayer, what? And supplication, all different kinds of prayer. See, you can't pray. You don't play football with baseball rules. Different kinds of rules. There's rules of praying, prayer of agreement, all this stuff like this. So let me ask a question. If I ask for it and God's a liberal giver and he gives, then maybe it was me not taking what he said he gave me because I didn't understand the rules of it. Why are you praying the same thing over and over? Because I haven't seen it yet. No, duh. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't happen automatically, but guess what speeds it up? Receiving by faith. So don't you, So what do I do? You pray, you believe, you receive, and then after you receive, what do you say? Thank you. I believed I received when I prayed, and then what do I do? I thank them all the time. I remind them, and I thank them. Did you get that? Well, if I ask for it, hey, Aaron, can I have your phone? Thank you. If God's a liberal giver, then where was the problem? Can I have? He goes, here. My fa- I don't understand how the principles work. Yeah, no, duh, a lot of people don't. Don't ask for vain repetition. People think you got to have 9 million people praying. I just need one person with faith. Yeah, you see, and this is where you're going to get hammered because you're going to be, well, where is it? I don't have a watch that cares. Yeah, because all you want to know when. 
I don't care about when. I know who. See what I'm saying? Don't you ever get in that time clock thing. Don't go there. Don't go there. Just stay here. I understand it's a little hard to swallow, but, well, I prayed for that. Did you believe you received when you prayed? Because if you believe you received when you prayed, why are you asking for the same thing over and over again? Because you didn't really believe you received when you prayed. We didn't know the rules. That's not bad. That's just learning, okay? Everybody cool? Yeah, I asked, but then, you know, I went to the doctor. Doctor report got bad. That dude don't move me. I like him. My guy's a little wacky, and I listen to him, but guess what? He, he ain't moving me. I went to the bank. They told me I can't. They don't move me neither. Thank you. But I accept, I'm not accepting that to be my truth. I thank you for your help and advice. But See, this is what I'm saying. You live in a natural world. I love you. You live in a natural world trying to play a spiritual game, and then you let a natural world tell you whether your spiritual stuff's working. You tell your natural world, shut up. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You're getting your edge, man. You business guys and girls are getting the edge. It don't look like it's working. Yeah, just don't quit. You got to outlast it. You see what I'm saying? God, I, man, God looks over and says, I, I believe in you. I believe what you said. And if he, he wants evidence, you show up like there. Here's my evidence. Word of God, 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 word of God. That's good with me. See what I'm saying? This is how you do it. You see what I'm saying? Because why? Because they think their vain repetition is going to make them heard. Don't be like them, he said. Don't be like them. Don't be like them. See what I'm saying? 1 John 5, 14 to 15. Y'all know this in the Amplified. You like this? This is good, right? Because this is what we do in prayer. We're lazy in prayer sometimes because we don't go in intentional like this. Like, this is the contract right now. This is the legal binding agreement. This is like going to court. He is not the accuser of the brethren, but Lucifer is. And he's standing there accusing you, and you got God sitting there. Like, look, I'm showing up with scriptural evidence, proof of purchase. I'm showing up. You ever see, watch, you ever watch, like, you like Judge, that Judge Judy thing and all that stuff? You ever watch that stuff? Man, those people are so stupid. Dumb, well, how dumb can you be? You go into court, and they walk in there, got no paperwork. I got nothing. He said he going to do it. You dumb. You ain't got no, you should just give them the money because you ain't got no paperwork, got no proof, showing up there like no evidence, got nothing. And like, what did you think the judge was going to say? You're a moron, man. Hello? Oh, they said you're going to do it. I said a lot of stuff. You got proof? Thank you. What do the people do that win? Um, in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, Lord, this is what you said. And you bound by your word to perform it. So as you bring me here to do what? To witness stand? Mm, can I get a mm, witness? Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Well, they think they call it the witness stand. Come on, baby. Somebody got to have a witness. Come on. Anybody got any evidence? Woo! I thought Fred Price was playing back in the day. Remember that? Evidence. Evidence. Can we see your evidence? Evidence. I thought it was a catchy song. I was like, man, 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 man. That joker's trying to teach us faith even in the theme song. Evidence. Where's your evidence? I ain't got no evidence. Then you in trouble. Where's the evidence? Pop that up there. That was a good cue. When I go like that, you should have that come. Yeah, there you go. Like, hey, 
Come on, Kentucky, catch up. Right? I love you. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness. You can't be bold till you got scripture. You got scripture, you're like a lion. You're like a lion. No, that's okay. They're quiet. It's all right. And which we have in him. We are sure. What are we sure about? If I ask anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens and hears me. Yeah. Yeah. I got evidence. Look what it says. Check this out. And if since we positively know that he listens to whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we what? Have granted us as our present possessions the request made of him. Sealed deal. Sealed deal. Once you get scriptural, it becomes settled. You want to know why it's not settled yet with you? The scripture of God's word has not become your final authority yet. Once it does, your life will change forever. Because you stop living in another place. He said it. That's it. I don't care what I see. They, people think you crazy. They think I'm so crazy. It's unbelievable. They, you, you're out of touch, bro. I'm not out of touch. I'm out of time, baby. You thought that was a song. You're out of touch. No, baby. Come on. I'm out of time, bro. I don't live in time. You live in this chronological world. I don't. I live in Kairos. That's where God lives. Everything's now. You got to lose that mentality, Nate. You can't live like these people live. You can't live like your neighbor. And then all you want, people want to fit in. The stupidest thing the church can do is try to fit in that world. Are you crazy? Just don't tell them what you're thinking, man. We look weird if you tell them. That's the problem with someone. You want to fit in with these ding-dongs. And you're like, I went and told my neighbor that, you know, I do this. But your neighbor thinks you're crazy, dude. Stop. Hang around us people that are thinking in a different level and just be normal. And then when you go out there, just smile and go, oh, okay, how are you doing? Hey, everything good? You're great. Don't go there, man. They don't speak your language. I call those things. Can you imagine walking to your neighbor and going, I call those things that be not as though they were. They're going to be like, okay, I call the paddy wagon to come pick you up, bro, because I can see your world's a little screwed up right now. What are you smoking? I'm not smoking anything. Hello? Are you getting this? Are you just, like, clicking? Like, do you get this? Like, just live in this system. Don't try to come out. It doesn't make sense. It's not going to make sense to you. It sure ain't going to make sense. So what do you do? Just stay in your lane. And notice, i got to make sure my prayer of faith is working in the right direction every time I'm praying because I don't need to be wasting time in prayer because here's my thing. If it's not working, maybe I'm not working it right. Because what's the only thing that pleases God? Hebrews eleven six faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him because he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. They must believe he's what? Look at Hebrews eleven six. put it into King James. You must believe he's God. Eh. You wouldn't have gone to him if you didn't think he was God. You must believe he's a rewarder of you who seek him. You got to get that. That'll change your life. Hebrews eleven six, King James. I'm throwing different scriptures in here. You okay? Oh, he who comes to him must believe that he is. Believe he's what? God? Why in the heaven would I be going to him if I didn't believe he was God? I wouldn't even be talking to him if I didn't think he was God. It is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He is God? 
That don't make no sense. I wouldn't have gone to him if he wasn't God. Obviously, I know he's God. That's why I went to him. I must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Have you figured out your father's a heavenly rewarder yet? And every time you ask, he supplies? Because once you figured out he's a rewarder, it's easy to go ask the rewarder because you know he supplies. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's a giver. He's a giver. For God so loved the world he gave. He ain't stopped giving. Amen? Point number two, you got to pray to stray out of strife. You better write that down. Strife has to be eradicated out of your life, out of your house, out of your company, out of your job, out of everything. Anybody causes strife, say, no go, no fly zone here, bro. We ain't getting into strife. It's jacking up your life. Strife will jack your life up. Arguing, quarreling, all that nonsense, get rid of it. Strife, free, like everybody say, strife, free, life. Man you, call, man, you got no strife zone here, man. Don't let it in the house. If it's happening, be careful. Like you can have agreement, disagreement a little bit, but don't get into strife. Strife blocks your vision. Okay? Genesis 13, 8. Abraham said in a lot where there's no strife, we got to get rid of it. I got news for you. The only reason why Lot was prospering because he was connected to Abraham. The moment Abraham and Lot separated, Lot's life went downhill. He literally picked Sodom and Gomorrah to leave and go towards, and Abraham went on to the blessing. The moment Lot and Abraham broke off free from one another, guess what God said to Abraham? He said, now look up and see what you could see because you couldn't see it when he was connected to you. People that create strife in your life Stifle your vision. Okay? So you people, I had a guy this morning, he said, he, uh, one of the guys, he's got a company. He was telling his employees, I don't want no arguing going on in this company. He said it this morning. He said, I said that all week to my guys. I said, if you own the company, make a stipulation and tell everybody what they're going to do. Say, you ain't, you ain't causing no strife up in here, bro. I don't need, I don't need, you don't, we don't need you that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like some of you work in a place where people cause strife. Now, here's the big thing. For all you Christians working in a place where people cause strife, God is going to expect you to go out of your way to stifle it because you have the ability to do it. You know, does that make sense? Like you got something. They lost, bro. They don't know what they're doing. You know, like I, I had to go through that season two work, and I'm like, oh, my God, some of these people are just winners, man. And God would always like, you got to go out of your way. You got to go out of the way. You got to go out of your way to squelch the strife because here's the problem. You have the power and grace for the place. They don't. So sometimes you got to go out of your way. You know, you got that one guy in the conference call all the time is a drama queen. You know what I'm saying? And it's like no matter what you do with these people, they just drama. You got to try to stifle the strife because they don't know. They live in it. You don't want it coming in the organization. Why is it important? Look what it says here. Second Timothy. This scripture will change your life. If you get this, and some of you got this going on in your house, you need to get rid of it. Okay? Look at Second Timothy 2.24. I want you to read. 24, 25, 26, and understand this. this. Now read this slow. The servant of the Lord must not strive. That word strive is strife. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. Did you get that? In meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves. God is basically trying to get you to understand this. The acknowledgement of truth is very important. Does that make sense? Prevent your meaning what? He's like, hey, you better get this thing figured out. This is important for you. And that what? Now watch this. 
and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Strife is the snare of the devil. Did you see it? Who are taken captive by him at his will. The moment you open the door to strife, guess what? The enemy could come flying in and out and causing capturing of you at any given moment of time. Because that door's open. Shut the door on strife. Don't get in strife. That means stay out of quarreling. Okay? Don't go there. Is that all right? It's hindering your life. Okay? Quiet in here. But you get what I'm saying? Especially, so married people, just be on the guard. Like, we don't need to be getting no strife. Sometimes the kids will cause strife or not even realize it. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. They don't know. They're like little pawns in the game. They get a little strifey and all that stuff. Just say, hey, man, you ain't going to have no strife in here. You guys could disagree, but there's no reason to get arguing. There's nothing to argue about in life. Disagreement. Let me tell you something. The person who argues does not have a good defense. Does that make sense? Like with the loudness, I could argue with you real quiet because if I'm right, you ain't going to win. I don't have to lose my emotional. I'm just like, no, that's not the truth. Does that make sense? You don't have to yell to get your point across. Coming from the professional yeller. <laughs> so I got a, like, total DNA change. Otherwise, I'm going to be screaming about everything. Are you here? Are you getting this? So you just, you wouldn't just sit there and go, no, that's not it. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm right, oh, my God, Jesus ain't even changing my mind, bro. You know what I mean? Hey, big one right here. Three, you must pray to forgive. That's a big one, man. Some of you, your prayer life is hindered because your forgiver's messed up. That's tough, though. Sometimes people are just really jerks, man. You're like, you know, somebody, like, somebody in here, you came home, somebody didn't love you anymore. How do you forgive that? It's hard. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm just, I'm helping you, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're walking through. Like, man, somebody hurt me. Here's evil people on the earth. I know it's not easy to forgive. But Jesus said this. He said, look what he said in Mark eleven twenty three. Y'all know that one? He said, whoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed. Verily I say unto you, that whoever shall say, say in the mountain, be thou removed. Be thou cast to sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Y'all know that one? And when he stand praying, forgive. 25. Right? And when you stand praying, forgive. For if you got aught against any, you got to forgive so your Father in heaven can forgive you. You don't want to hold anybody in offense, even if the offense was real. Because there's a law to it that you have to forgive so God can forgive you. Now here's the big thing. You ready for this? I don't expect you to have feelings of forgiveness. I just need you to have the obedience of forgiveness. Okay, if you get the obedience of forgiveness, the feeling of forgiveness will show up. Now listen, I say this real carefully and I'm not playing. There's some mean, evil, nasty people in the world that have done some really sick things to people. Okay, so I'm not a, I don't want you to think like we're, we're like oh, giving anybody a free pass for like vengeance being the hand of God. Okay, that's what I've learned. Okay, and we don't want vengeance for nobody but let God, let God do what God does. That ain't my business. Because I mean, here's the Bible. I'm telling you right now, whatsoever man sows, that's what he's going to reap. I'm not, I'm not going to rejoice when you reap, but guess what? You're going to reap what you sow. That ain't, that ain't just some law that just didn't come into effect. That thing's forever. But sometimes stuff happens in life where you really take it sideways, man. You take a life hit, and it's hard to forgive. 
I'm asking you to forgive by obedience and your feelings will catch up. And you're doing it just in obedience to God's word because I want to be forgiven. Does that make sense? So it's like, it's hard, but you can do it. And then, then there's the other side of it. You ever have to forgive a little stuff? You know what I'm saying? I do it out of spite because I don't want you jacking up my prayer life. Yeah, that's how I roll. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? You didn't, you didn't get what I was saying. Like, right? So say you offend me, right? Now not only are you a jerk because you offended me, now you're going to screw up my prayer life because I'm going to stay offended? Oh, no, you're not getting over on me. I'm going to forgive you out of spite. Did you get that? It'll sink in, right? So somebody goes out, acts like a jerk, gets you offended. You know, they come at you, like, you know, give, they tell you how they really feel about you with no spiritual veil, and they just get you good, and then you get offended at it, and you get a little bowed up. You know what I mean by bowed up? Yeah. You're a little bowed up, yeah. and now you're like, a little, I'm a little peanut. I'm a little bowed up right now. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you how I really feel. I'll tell you about the five-fold ministry I want to talk to you about. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, you know, I like to knock you in the head. But what I do is this. Then I go, okay, eh, if I don't forgive, now they're going to jack my prayer life up. Oh, this is great, boy. This is great. Now not only am I offended, I'm mad, I'm aggravated. Now you're screwing up my prayer life after you leave my presence. Sorry, I am going to forgive you out of spite. I think the Lord's okay with it. I'm going to let you go. Why? Because I don't want you getting the best of my prayer life too. So I'm going to just going to forgive you of your boneheadedness. Pray that God deal with you and you stay. May the Lord be between me and thee and our paths never pass again. That's okay with me. You get what I'm saying? Are you here? Don't let people jack up your prayer life after the fact that they offended you. Let it go. It ain't worth holding on to. It's costing you too much. And I got news for you. The person that offended you, they probably don't even know they offended you. And then when they leave your presence, they could care less about what's going on in your life. Why are you letting them hold you a prisoner? Man, I'm going to tell you right now, stop letting people hold you as a prisoner of the past when you should become the pioneer of your future. Don't let them hold you there. And you know what? You want to know what offense tries to do? This is big. Pay attention to me. Tries to keep you trapped in a moment of time God never wants you to relive again. Tries to pull you back to a time place. I'm a, nah, man, I ain't got nothing holding me to time because time passed by, I don't want to go back. Because you got to realize something. The offense is a thief, just it's a thief of the future. Every time you go back to an offensive thought, a hurt thing, or this thing, it's trying to take you back into a place of time God never wants you to go to. It's not worth it. Why? Because now it starts stealing margin out of your future. You get it? Like, I'm here today. The devil wants to take you back 20 years and show you pictures? Bro, why? So you can rob my minutes of today? Nah, bro, that thing's a time thief. Leave that joker buried. Some of you need to go to a funeral for that mess and never pick it back up, man, and move on. I don't need you robbing minutes out of today because I don't have that many time. You get that? All right, I'm glad you did. Four, you better get an agreement about prayer. That's big. Some of these prayers need agreement. You got to find somebody to get agreement with. Most of you should be your spouse. It's important that you be careful there. Matthew 18, 19 says if you agree about anything. But that's why you got to watch the strife in the house. Because I, I think your spouse is your number one prayer partner, even though you might think, well, they ain't that spiritual. Well, they don't need to be spiritual. They just need to get an agreement. Does that make sense? Well, you know, he ain't that spiritual. He don't need to be spiritual. Can he agree? 
I know all you girls are thinking like, I don't even know if he's awake. <clears throat> he's there. Can you get an agreement with me? I don't need you to be no, you know, like 90-hour tongue-talking genius and all that stuff. I just need you to agree. You know what I'm saying? And I know most men, to get you to be quiet, he'll agree about anything. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh, got to get to heaven. Yeah, I, get, I believe in miracles. Amen, amen. Can I watch the game now? <laughs> God, I'm funny. That's funny. You know that's true, right? That's true, right? You'd be like, yeah, I'll believe God all day long, honey. How long is this going to take? Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, okay. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he knows you're going to go on for nine hours. How long? Is this a quick prayer? You know what I'm saying? Because he don't want to go in that prayer closet with you because you don't come out. I don't know what he's doing in there, but you know what I'm saying? He just wants to know. Just tell him the prayer of agreement is going to take three minutes. He'll be excited. My God. He'll agree for Jesus coming back next week, right? Come on. So look at this right here and just just pull this, pull this in. If you agree as touching anything, it shall be done of my Father, which is in heaven. So anything in the earth you agree upon, God's going to release from heaven. How do you get to a place of agreement? you got to find somebody to agree with you. I think your spouse is the one person for that. If not, get in a prayer group and connect with someone that's got faith. Now listen, stop going and sister know nothing over there because you're goofy. If somebody can't get to a place of faith with you, why are you trying? Stop. I'm not trying to be weird, but you know it ain't going to work. Don't let them hinder. Now, let me tell you why this is important. There are some things that sometimes, now prayer is about being led. There are some things about certain things, like I do this with prayer. Okay? You're going to like this. I had, I, had, I had the mechanic here this morning, so it was fun. It's like diagnostic work. Like, I'm like, okay, we've been believing God for this for a minute. Check. Did that. Okay. Check. We did that. Smart. Okay. So I'm going, huh. Okay, maybe, maybe. Now, now I'm still believing. I didn't, so I, I'm trying to, it's like a car. Put it in. That's not running right. Something's up. I know we, we changed this, right? What do you do? You check the oil or you check the transmission. Now we're getting died. We're working. See what I'm saying? Logistics. We're supposed to be here and there. And we got to make. So I'm checking. You know what? Maybe we need to agree about this one. Got that. And I do everything I know to do and am led by the Spirit of God. And after that, I can't do nothing else but what? Enter in the rest. Because sometimes, have you ever been there? Sometimes you don't have to go through all those things. Sometimes you just know, like, hey, we did what we need to do. That's what I'm talking about. It's spirit-led prayer. That's the key. This is not some formula you just whip out. Oh, that's what we do here. Oh, that's what we do there. No, I got to be led. Man, you might, you might think, hey, man, we got to get an agreement about that. Okay, let's get an agreement about that. And now we know what? We kind of check the boxes of being spirit-led to get to where we need to get to. Are you pulling it in? Are you seeing how it works? It kind of flows. And if you keep it flowing, it works for you. It's important, okay? Why is that? Because look right over here. Look at 1 Peter 3, 7. This is big, right? Now, this is big, and I want you to get this. Now, ladies, you're not beneath your husband. You're not above your husband. You ladies are not weak. But he talks about being the weaker vessel, just meaning this. There's, there's a level that God wants you to understand that you're alongside, but he's got a part of the covering that he needs to be in place. Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as into the weaker vessel, and being heirs together of the grace of life. So everybody say, I got a grace for this life. 
that my prayers are not hindered. That word hindered means cut off or rendered fruitless. Why? Because if this disagreement stuff starts getting in and this lack of agreement and this strife starts coming in, you what? You're producing what? Fruitless prayers. You want to say it again? Here, put it back up there. It's okay. They want they taking pictures of it. I think it's a great idea. Can you put the last part out up there? That'd be great. Right? Perfect. And anyway, that their prayers not be what? Hindered. How can your prayers be hindered? Strife, lack of agreement. This is why you got to lock it down in the house. We got to have agreement because when we got agreement, what do we do? We win. See it? So I don't want my prayers hindered, do you? No. So what? Keep the strife out. Keep the stuff going. Keep Do the best you can and get there. You got it? Find a place of agreement. Let's agree. Now, how many know we could agree to disagree, but we got to be spirit-led? Did you get that? We could agree to disagree, but we got to be led. Don't get in strife. Don't get in disagreement. And stop getting all, you know, you know, wonky with this thing. You know what I mean by that? Like, I'm mad. Well, get over being mad because you're affecting the whole thing. Find a place of agreement and find a place to forgive and find a place of faith. And okay, and somebody's like, well, I'm single. What's this mean for me? It means the same thing. Don't get in strife. Don't get into this drama. Find a good prayer partner. Link up when you need agreement and go from there. What's the difference? It's easier to be on your own. Why? Because you know what? I don't got to worry about your faith. Yeah, because we got to find a place to get there. You get there? And number five, my last one is this. Be sincere with God, man. Stop this religious, stupid praying stuff. Just tell God what's up. He knows your heart, man. Just be so transparent. Man, I told you what happened a couple months ago. I went in there, right? And I, I had this thing. I, I'm real, I, mean, I don't really, uh, I face off. I do really good. I'm not, I'm just telling you, I do really good with facing off of my own junk. I'm not a denial kind of person. I'm like, I'm jacked up, man. I know it. My God, whatever. And I kept having this thought that connected to a feeling, and I didn't like the feeling. I can't even explain it. It was like I would think of something, and every time I thought of the thing I thought about, I had this feeling I didn't like. And I would think of something. It would come just like a thought, and then I didn't like the feeling. I had a thought, and I didn't like the feeling. You ever have that? Like a thought came about something, and I had this feeling. I've had this thought and feeling for 20 years in my life, promise. I didn't even notice it. I was like, every time I think of you know, you cast it down, and you do all that stuff. And I was like, this is just stupid. And one day, serious as serious, I was sitting there, and I said, God, you know what? Every time I have this thought, I don't like this feeling. And I can't do nothing about it. This thing's been here 20 years. I don't know what to tell you. Bottom line is this. I'm just facing off with it. I don't like it. I don't like the way I have this thought. And I got that feeling. I can't stand either one of them. And I'm just letting you know. And if you could do something about it, that would be great. I think that's as about as sincere as you can get. I didn't get all mushy and whatever. And you can get mushy. It doesn't, mushy doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I just like, I didn't like it. it was, I faced off with it. I felt like I had that internal place of saying, I don't like that feeling I get when I think that thought. And I've been feeling that thought for 20 years. Help me figure it out. And you know what? Four months went by, two months went by. I don't even know what time went by. All of a sudden, I had this thought, and I didn't have the feeling. And I said, wow. So you know what I did? I made myself think it again because I wanted to see if it was legit. <laughs> I was like, I really did, man. I went back. I said, let me try that again. And I went back to that thought, and I didn't have the feeling. And I said, God, you got to be kidding me. That thing's gone. And he's like, yeah, what would you think I was going to do? I was like, I don't know. I've never seen you move this fast. This is pretty cool. And I thought of it. I said, what did I do? I just got transparent. That's all I did. Maybe you guys got some thoughts that are connected with feelings that you want to get rid of. Maybe there's a memory you need to erase. Maybe there's something you got to get rid of. Maybe there's a thought to connect. Maybe there's something you got to get sincere with God about 
I don't know what it is, but that's where you get this stuff in prayer. Maybe you go in there and go, man, I don't want to have that thought and I don't want to have that feeling. I don't want to have that thing. I don't want to have that moment. I don't want to have this. I don't want to have that. I don't know. Maybe I need exchange. I don't know what you need. But you only get rid of some of this stuff in the place of prayer. And the only way to do that is what? You just got to go there. Is that okay? So listen, man, and God's never, God's never like waiting for you. Like, come on, you should have been here. God's like, man, we're cool. We got time. But let's face off with some of those things in prayer. We need to face off. Hey, I got this thought. I got this feeling. I don't like it. I got this thing. I got that. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's pain. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's years you just squandered. Not, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not God. But you know what they are. Give them to God. He's safe, man. And whatever you exchange with him, he fills up with his presence. Whatever you give God, he gives you its exchange. I'll give you this. And he's like, well, I can give you that. Give him room. Let him have room in your heart to move and let him have room in your life to do. I promise you, he's not going to let you down. People are going to let you down. People let you down, man. They're, they're human, man. They can't. God will never let you down. He'll never disappoint you. I promise you that. I promise you that. Might look like it, but it might not be easy, but he never disappoints you, man. He's a good God. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that in the mighty name of Jesus, you're going to take care of these guys. You're going to lead them. You're going to guide them. You're going to help them. You're going to be for them, God. And I thank you, Lord. You're going to take them to a whole new level of what you have for them. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the blessing God's upon them. And I thank you, Lord, that this next season is going to be the best season of their life of prayer because you got them and you're leading them and guiding them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.